Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari. Happy Tuesday. And today we got through, I'm so excited because we have made it through um, the blood moon, super moon, lunar eclipse. There were a lot of predictions that the world was coming to an end, so I assume that if you're listening in, your world did end. And we also are in the middle of Mercury and Retrograde, but that is ending next week on October 8th. So that's exciting as well. And uh, so if you've been going through any ups and downs, um, I know I have had a few little mishaps <laughs> uh, of, of magnitude happen, but they they quickly kind of, they quickly get resolved. Mercury and Retrograde is a very interesting thing because it clicks, you get some, it's like flare-ups. You get this flare-up of something, and then this resolution comes up kind of right behind it. So you can never, you know, so it's it's okay. But if you are having to have major car repairs like I had to yesterday, and, um, you know, appliances are breaking down, I've heard people calling me about their washing machines are broken and the dishwasher died and, uh, you know, all kinds of things like that. Uh, just hang in there. It's hard because you end up having to buy one of those things in the middle of a retrograde or have some major repair done or whatever. So if you are going to buy something, you have because you have to, you know, or have something repaired because you have to, um, you just want to make sure that's the day to buy the extended warranty. That is, if you're going to have to buy something big during, you know, a retrograde period, especially when you're in eclipse season like we've been in for this month, um, you want to you want to definitely get the extended warranty and any kind of insurance plans they offer, just so that you know if and when it goes awry, you know you're covered. And then and then just business as usual, keep going, you know, just keep going. And you know we kind of uh, create our way anyway. So um, there are schools of thought that say you can override a retrograde, which I really do feel I didn't feel was true in the past. But since the grid changed over in 2012 and we have a, a much higher frequency grid and there's a lot more coming to light these days as far as what our real capacities are and our ability to use our imagination to shift things and our words to shift things and all that, um, I really do feel like you don't have to be at the mercy of these these various um, interplanetary things that happen. However, you want to still be prudent because, you know, things happen and, and you need to know what to do about it. So, so that's that. We have our um, retrograde is ending. So after the 8th, I would say give it, you know, two, three days after that, you should really feel a lightening of the load, a lightening of the energy. And while you're waiting, it's really, really good time to do clearing and cleansing. Actually, yesterday, after my day yesterday, OMG, uh, I did a clearing last night 
that I don't think I ever shared on the radio, but I will definitely I'm going to share it with you now because it's a it's like the rock and sock em, kick butt uh, clearing. It like wipes out any remotely heavy energy around you, um, and that is it's called an Epsom salt and alcohol um, clearing. And what you do is you take a pot. You want to do this in your kitchen on your stove. Some people do it in other parts of the house. I personally am very, you know, fire conscious, so you want to make sure that you do this in the kitchen, in your kitchen, on your stove. You want to kind of create your sacred space in your kitchen. You want to just, you know, you can um, turn in the four directions. You can just say, you know, I'm now creating a sacred space. You can do a magic circle if you know how to do that. But what you want to do is get your pot, pot or roasting pan is even better, and you want to put a thin layer of Epsom salt down on on the to cover the entire bottom of the pan. Then you want to take rubbing alcohol and you you douse the Epsom salt with the rubbing alcohol. Okay, and then you what I do is take a piece of paper, set the piece of paper on fire, and throw it in there. You don't want to put a butane lighter in there to to light it because it's going to go whoosh and, you know, you're going to have a big flame. You don't want to set that thing on fire. So what I do is I take a piece of paper and I throw it in there. Light the piece of paper away from it and throw it in there. Before I do this clearing, I always fill my tea kettle with water and I have it available. So if I need to put it out for some reason, it's there to put it out. Just giving you the safety parameters around this. And also, um, depending on how gunked up your energy is, you'll see smoke come off of it, right, from the burning, especially if you're burning paper. So you want to, I like to put it on my stove because I have my exhaust fan over top of the stove, and so you can turn that on. So these are all the different little parameters I do these because it's heavy duty. But you are creating a flame, okay? You're creating a blue flame. And that flame, that energy, it literally, it's almost like creating a vortex, like, a, like an energetic vacuum cleaner to, to suck all of the heavy energy out, okay? clearing never failed. I mean, all of my, my very, you know, uh, high, I call them high holy day friends, all my friends who really know this stuff, know all about the clearings, and they, this is their, their, you know, when you need to, need a bulldozer to clear everything, I mean, everything, this is the one. So I could see that, you know, as you're barreling towards a big, you know, a big goal or a big leap, which is certainly what I've been doing in, in my world, a lot of times, Sam said it to me today in the email. He said, you know, the universe is throwing a lot of resistance at you, but you're winning. And that was, the, you know, that was actually um, a great a great reminder because, you know, you forget when you're kind of caught in the, in the madness. And it's true. A lot of times when you're going towards a big goal, uh, you, you hit these pots of resistance. And um, and it can feel very discouraging. But it's just it's just literally, you know, kind of just those last bits. So doing a clearing like that, and this is why it's important to understand about energy, and and, and um, we do these aha energy checks and just to keep track of it. Is you know sometimes it's not your stuff, you know when all everything is hitting the fan and everything's breaking down around you. So what's happening? Why is this happening? It's, it's something in the energy. So you clear the energy. So I did, and then after you do that clearing, you know, so you let it burn down, and um, and if it if it burns out. And it, you know, if it burns out really fast, it means you have a lot of resistance. There's a lot of stuff going on. So, so you relight it. Like yesterday, mine burned out five times. Like I lit it and it just petered out really fast. And then I lit it and it would go, it would ignite. It goes whoosh. And then 
and whoosh, you know, and then finally it let, you know, it stayed the, 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 like the time that it should. And I just knew that there was a lot of heavy energy, a lot of heavy energy. So we got rid of it. Then what you want to do is you want to light in the sense afterwards so that you can re-assign uh, the space. Okay, you're always going to give your space intention. So you want to re-intend the space. When you do a big clearing like that, you literally wipe out the slate. It's like cleaning off your motherboard on your computer, right? So you want to clear out everything, but then you want to reinstate. Okay, so now I reclaim the space and I, I assign this intention, whether it's for, you know, money or relationship or love or abundance or prosperity or health or healing or family or protection or whatever. And, you know, you know there could be a very variety of different things. You can go, after you do that kind of clear, you can go into each room and declare which intention you have for that room. You know, it's, it's not all rooms are the same. And, you know, of course, you can do your saging and your, your smudging and, and all that kind of stuff. But this particular clearing is really when you when you need to do a good, solid, just, you know, you have a, I know in the last few shows we've been talking about having life categories and lots of things going on in a variety of life categories at the same time. You, when you have that kind of stuff going on um, and you're about to up-level especially, or you've had really heavy issues with friends, relationships, and all that kind of stuff, or you're going through a breakup or whatever, you know, even somebody passed away and you're just feeling grief, like to the point where you can't kind of breathe through it, this clearing is your is your your, your uh, solution. You want to um, give yourself a clean slate. This is for the clean slate. This is also excellent if you move into a new house, you know, because it takes all the predecessor energy. Predecessor energy is... Um, the energy of the people who were in the house before you, if they were broke, if that you bought, this is why I would probably never buy a house in foreclosure, because you take on the energy of the people who were there before you, the household and the energy. You want to clear that house. You want to make sure that it's a clean slate, and you want to reassign that house new duties so it knows, hey, I'm a different person. You know, if somebody got divorced in the house before you and you want to get married, eh, maybe you want to think about that. You know, uh, you can clear, I'm not saying, you know, move out of your house because someone was divorced in it before, but you definitely want to think about what you're walking into and you want to do some good solid clearings once you're there, okay? All right, so that's that's my little uh, energy tip, especially for times like now when you're dealing with eclipses, with retrogrades and all that kind of stuff, especially lunar eclipses like that. There's some serious energy going on, so you want to, it's a good good fortification. All right, so our next, I have two more quick announcements. Then we're going to talk about our topic for tonight, which is life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And we're going to talk about comfort zones and how um, how, to, how to move out of them because it's, it's really a skill to do that, you know. And a lot of people are treading water. And I noticed, I had said it to a friend the other day, I said, you know, I've been, I feel like I've been doggy paddling in a circle in certain areas of my life for a while, a long time. And it gets old, you know, it just gets old. And you want to break out, but sometimes it's actually more comfortable to paddle than to look over where the land is and have to start doing the crawl across, <laughs> you know, the water to get there. Sometimes it's like, ah, you know what, I'll just tread a little longer because I'll just float here, you know, instead of swimming like forward towards land. 
you know, because what if something eats me along the way? <laughs> you know, what if I get tired and drown? Or, you know, what if I run out of oxygen? You know, it's it's kind of a hard a hard situation. But we're going to talk about um, how to how to handle all of that. And I will be taking some calls at the end of the show or towards the end. Um, so the number to call is three four seven two one five nine four eight five. It's three four seven two one five nine four eight five. Okay. So um, other two announcements, and then we'll get on with the with our content. We have our mentorship program. Now this this program is very exclusive. Um, it's by application only, and I sent an announcement to our community, and we have a bunch of applications that we're considering. So I want to do one last announcement here on the show today um, to see if there's anybody else who would like to apply to the program. You can, if you would like to apply, it's ten weeks, and it's one on one with me, and we focus on, we customize it to whatever it is you need to, we want to work on, and whatever goals that you have that you'd like to, to, um, you know, overcome or or move forward towards, and uh, we will, like I said, we'll customize it. It's ten weeks. It's an hour each week. You get email support in between. So you can ask um, questions and. The girls who are in it now are just having a ball. They're they're I can't believe the amount of progress they're making just in the first few weeks of the the program. And it's it's individualized so that it's, you don't you're not relying on you know that we already have people on the program. It's each person starts and they start their own you know set of ten weeks. So if you'd like to get an application and uh, learn more about it, I'll send you all the information, all the details because I don't want to take a lot of time on the air right now. Um, and that email to send. Uh, just send me an email and ask, requesting an application, and that is support at ahamomentsinc.com. So just send support at ahamomentsinc.com, with an S I N C dot com, and we'll get you an application. And then once we um, pick the finals, then we'll do. I'll actually do a call with you, a free call with you, to talk more about what you'd like to accomplish, what et cetera, et cetera. So it's a good. It's a really, really solid program. I'm going to be moving away from doing individual readings. Um, um, uh, probably by the end of this year, I'm going to retire, I think, from doing actual one-on-one just, you know, readings. So this is going to be the – I really like the 10-week programs much better because people actually make a lot of progress, work on something over time. There's, there's time to actually make a difference. And readings are so – you know, one hit, and, they, and then people, you know, get a feel good for a few minutes, and then they go back to the old ways or whatever. And um, so this definitely seems to be more rewarding on both ends. So we'll see how this goes. But I'd love to have you if you are interested. It's for the serious, they say, serious light worker. So if it's if you know we're not going to pull teeth, you know, you got to you got to do the work. It's not a miracle, you know, a miracle session. It's it's really those people who want to really move forward. And one other thing I'll say about this program is um, after January, I'm going to be offering an intuitive certification course where you become an AHA certified intuitive so that as I move away from doing readings, I have a base of qualified folks to carry that torch. And um, so we're developing that program now behind the scenes and we'll be, you know, probably after the book comes out, I'd probably say around February, We'll be announcing um, that program and, and how to get involved. But it'll be a year-long program, um, a lot of support. They'll be, you know, not only teaching about, you know, how to be a good intuitive and, and actually doing work so that you get really good, but you know, at the readings and all that kind of stuff. 
There'll also be marketing, how to market the business and how to create the business. And we'll also have a referral um, service where you'll be able to do your apprentice readings because there's going to be a requirement that you do um, a bunch of readings before we certify you so that you actually get work under your belt, paid work under your belt before you try to really launch into a big business because that's where you build your confidence. Um, So we'll talk more about that. But this mentorship program, um, is the first lead into that because these are the, those are going to be those seed people in that charter class that we'll um, be working with in January. So just just putting it out there, you can put you know bookmark it in your head. Give me send me an email if you're interested in getting more information, and we'll be happy to send it over to you. Okay, one last announcement: we do have a new Facebook page. You're going to see over the next two weeks. I would say over the next. Let's be realistic, Mari. Over the next two months, <laughs> um, I keep saying two weeks, and it keeps end up being another month. We have a new website coming out. We have a new platform for the show coming out, um, and I'm just going to give you that. That's all I'm saying right now. We have uh, uh, all new social media, and one of the, our new Facebook page. There's a page that has like over 5,000 people on it. That's the AHA International page. We're moving that page actually to the Mariana. M. Cooper page, okay? So that new page is at facebook.com forward slash Mariana Cooper Show. Okay, since I already had the other name, I couldn't do it for both. So Mariana Cooper Show. So please join us there. We're going to be having some giveaways and contests and all that kind of stuff. That's going to be something big coming up as well. And um, and so I just want to make sure that you know about all of that. Um, so you can get on that page. So you can get all the recent information because we're going to stop posting on the other page and move everything over to the new page. It's all transition, so you're going to see a lot of that. Okay, enough with the announcements. Let's move on to life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And it's really true. And you know what? There, There's a couple of different types of comfort zone. So I just want to make that clear, and then I'll give you a couple of tips on how to um, – how to handle it, how to shift out of uh, comfort zones and move forward. So the good comfort zone. You know, it's important to have routines, right? It's important to have consistent routines for yourself, just like you do for your kids. I know for my, my pets, my cats are the happiest little cats because they have a very reliable life. You know, they 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 never worry about getting dead. They never worry about water. They never worry about litter. And you see three happy, joyful cats bouncing around, doing what cats do, but happy, you know, sometimes they take off around the house and they're leaping and bucking and playing with each other because they have the space to do that because they don't have to worry about their survival, right? They're very at peace because they have a very strong structure. It's like children, right? You give the kids a structure, they know what to expect. They know the rules. They know if they do something bad, they're going to be reprimanded for it, but then they're going to be loved, you know? It's not, they're not being kicked out. They're not being thrown out. They're certainly not being abused. So but you have to treat yourself the same way. Okay, so having routines uh, that you can rely on, self-care routines, you know, uh, maybe you wake up in the morning and, and you just refuse to look at emails or Facebook for the first hour of being up or two hours or five or whatever it is, and that's your own personal boundary, right? You put that boundary up so that other people say that you're not being, sucked into somebody else's agenda for you. I had one of the coaches I heard say, uh, when when you, when people are emailing you, they're emailing you about their agenda, you know, especially the sales emails and everything. It's like what they would like 
you do. You know, there's always a call to action whatnot. So you don't want to wake up to that first thing. Of course, there's going to be stuff in there that's important, worth paying attention to. But, you know, that might be one of your routines. Uh, there's plenty of others. You know, you know the drill. There might be, you might have self-care routines and exercise, diet, relationship, all that kind of stuff. Those we're not talking about today. That's not necessarily the comfort zone that we're talking about. We have also our bad comfort zone, and that is when you're hold, using something, some kind of routine, to hold yourself back, okay? And I um, have been giving this a lot of thought, especially over the last few weeks, Um you know, when you're going through a big transition in your life, you start to evaluate friendships, you start to evaluate new people coming into your life, you start to evaluate, you know, old habits and patterns because one of the things, and, you know, and as a, an entrepreneur, I know for myself, we get into these ruts because you get into the stages of your business and you find something that works and then you kind of, you're so tired from all the things that didn't work <laughs> that you kind of want to just maximize the thing that does work and you kind of want it to stay the same because in a very volatile lifestyle like a, you know, freelancer or an entrepreneur, there's not a lot of constant. When you're in a regular job, nine to five job, there's a lot of constant. You have constant coworkers, you have consistent office space, you're driving a consistent route every day. You know, you probably have a fairly consistent job. Even if it gets a little volatile, you still, you have a certain boss. You know who your team members are. You have all the things covered, um, legal and accounting, and all those things are covered by the company. You have health insurance. You have all these different things, right? So you have a lot of built-in structures. With that structure, though, then comes the confines of what you're able to do, how creative you can be because you're working for someone else. When you're an entrepreneur, all of that, you know, just throw a bomb into that scenario <laughs> and everything is all over the place. You have to start to create these concepts for yourself, right? And uh, and it's not easy because you need a lot of resources to, to create that level of structure. So we have a tendency to um, get tired or want to rest in a, a habit structure that keeps us from having to go into more ambiguity. And that's what most bad comfort zones are for, is we get into a certain rut and we we don't want to either be pushed to do something that scares us or to be pushed into something that gives us discomfort or, um, you know, we're afraid of any kind of ambiguity. And when you want to break out of a comfort zone, you need to get over your fear of, and um, you have to get used to the idea of ambiguity. You have to get used to the idea of vulnerability, and you have to get used to the idea of it might not be comfortable all the way through to the next plateau, the next plateau because that has a negative connotation, to the next vista. So I want you right now to pick an area that you know is a comfort zone that's holding you back. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, I I know I want to lose weight, but I don't want to do the diet and exercise. I'm going to leave that one off the table for today because I know that's a whole different show. But, um, you know, it, it's fine. Uh, you know, maybe if the guys will give me some kind of analogy with that in a minute. But I want to go beyond that kind of obvious comfort zones like that. And there's three comfort zones I wanted to bring up in the show today because I thought they were rather unusual. But... They really are very um, 
they're kind of more of the root of the issue, right? So the one is the drama addiction. The second is the victim addiction. And the third is the pontificating addiction, okay? So, yeah, some you know, all of us have some sort of comfort zone. But, you know, exercise hurts. It's not fun. And you got to push yourself. Now, after you do it for a few weeks or a few days or whatever, it does become more fun because, you know, you, you're really going for the end result, right? <laughs> it feels so good that you finished and you've completed it and you're breathing heavy and you've got the second, what is it, the endorphins and all that other stuff. But it hurts. When you're dealing with the drama addiction, there's a lot of times people don't like to feel the sense of forward progression. So they get caught up in the dra- in drama, you know, disaster after disaster after disaster after disaster. And then when things that finally seem like they're going to settle down, they create another disaster. It seems like another thing blows up in their life. And why is that? Well, drama addiction um, helps people feel very important. And a lot of times what it does is it gets attention, it gets nurturing. You know, when people get, um, there's certain people who get sick all the time. I'm not trying to put anybody down for health issues, not by any means. But um, one of the things that has been found is that a lot of times if a person uh, knows that if I'm sick, people nurture me. People will come and they nurture me, and I don't have to feel guilty about that nurturing because they're doing it because of my health. Whereas if they were in a healthy way allowing themselves to be nurtured, they wouldn't necessarily attract sickness. They wouldn't attract illness. So if you see, um, you know, so and, and other people, it's drama, you know. It's drama with the relationships and drama with the kids and, dra- you know, there's always a fight. They're always in litigation for something. They want to sue this one and they want to sue that one and they spend all their time working on this case so they can get the, you know, however many thousands of dollars out of that person. And they, it's just spin. It's just this constant spin of drama, okay? And that is a comfort zone that I consider to be a bad comfort zone because what it does is it keeps you, talk about treading water in a circle, and then, you know, being circle, it attracts more drama. So then you're treading water in a circle and going and thrashing and thrashing and thrashing, and then you have a circle of sharks. You're ta- you're attracting more drama to yourself, you know. And then most of those people, they look for someone who they can lean into and who's going to feed that drama by, you know, telling them what to do and telling and going listening for hours and hours and, you know, help trying to help them, and you know, and and so, and it's kind of like histrionics to get attention. That's not a good comfort zone, and and when they do decide, okay, I'm going to stop this, and I'm going to create calm in my life. When they feel the calm, they get very nervous because they're not used to the calm. They start looking for the stress. You know, they start looking for, it, and then the whole cycle starts over again. So that's one. That's trauma addiction, and there's victim addiction, where you know. I knew somebody who, it was everybody else's fault but her own. She just didn't understand why she always had issues with her housing and why she always had issues with the job and why everybody at every single job she had didn't like her and how she didn't like what she was doing. And not, there was not one job, no matter what job she did. She hated it and hated everybody and fought with the landlord and fought with this one. And kept losing her housing. And, you know, and it was always, I just don't get it. I just don't understand what it is. It was 100% her fault. <laughs> it was just 100%. It was just, she just flat out refused to shift. She flat out refused to make a choice to do it different. And she was very, 
very, very comfortable at being a professional victim. Very comfortable. Because when you would say to her, well, why don't you, you know, work on writing your book? Or why don't you work on some kind of project to move forward? Get up out of this. Go get a job that you really enjoy. Go, you know, kind of like give yourself an out from this. There was always a, a whole layer of excuses of why. I'm tired. I'm just so tired. And then an expectation that everyone was going to rescue. Everybody should rescue. And then get bad when people said, you know what, finally people started to catch on and say, listen, I, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're going through this, but I can't be sucked down into this with you. It's exhausting. And then it was a whole other thing everybody's abandoning. So what that sort of person is looking for is love. You know, they're looking for... Um, you know, and, and instead of going through the, I don't have a good word for it, but I'm going to say the legitimate path to love, which of course makes us all vulnerable and susceptible to potentially being really hurt, and um, there's no straight line to love. You know, you're you're dealing with other personalities, other agendas, other people's issues, so it's a matter of compromising and and you know all that kind of stuff. So that path felt too hard. And it made her feel too vulnerable because she had been, you know, abandoned in the past and whatnot. So she would pick this piece that was her comfort zone. And she really clung on to this comfort zone, like with talons and teeth and just no matter what you did, even if she changed, modified it a little bit, it it would have some sort of avalanche back to that victimhood again. So what... So that's a that's a bad comfort zone. And I want you to look in your life and see, because we all have, you know, pieces of this, maybe not to the extremes that I'm talking about. We have pieces of these in areas of our lives. And, and the third type of addiction I'm going to mention is pontificating. And you see this a lot with the election. You know, you see this so much. Everybody's a puppet. Everybody's an analyst. And... People go off on these tears about how horrible the world is and how everything is coming to an end and nobody can, you know, everyone is going to hell in a handbasket and, oh, the world is, and these global blanket, you know, just slamming you with statistics and, 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 and all this proof of why everything is so horrible and how it's never going to get better and look at those. Democrats and look at those liberals and look at those Republicans and look at those, you know, you, and it just goes on and on and on. And so that addiction, you know, when you are so caught up in something that you literally don't have a whole lot of control, I mean, you can vote, you can go and write to your congressman, you can go get on somebody's political campaign, you can do those kinds of things. But most people spin in this pontificating addiction because it makes them feel powerful to talk about it, but they don't have to take action and be vulnerable to fixing it to moving forward in it. And so um, it's, it's, it's a comfort zone because there's this, uh, you know, the spin, the spin of, of inertia. So it's like all this energy, but then, you know, just all this energy, but then no action, no relief. No forward progression. So take a look at that. I know Doreen Virtue actually um, just wrote a book called Never Let Anyone Dull Your Sparkle. And um, I actually haven't read it, so but I did just see an ad for it. And it, she's focusing on drama addiction. And it's something that's kind of been in my back of my head. And friendships. She's focusing on friendships and, and drama addiction. 
And um, and I thought it was such a powerful, powerful thing to um, to talk about. You know, something that's new and fresh. We have you don't see a lot of that. We spend so much time talking about male female relationships that we really don't talk about you know friendships, right? All right, so let's go through uh, some ways to fix this, some steps that you can take because I know I personally have um, looked into my own personal. Uh, comfort zones, and, and I'm always sort of attacking those. And um, also, we're going to do some calls if you have them. We don't have people calling in tonight. Wait, I'm looking. We have a lot of you on the line, but people aren't necessarily wanting to ask a question. So if we don't have a lot of questions, then maybe we'll do a, a guided meditation towards the end. But this is the first show I've ever seen where we have all these people listening in and they're saying, I'm just listening, I don't know if I have a question. So if you do have a question, um, Sam wants to get you in the queue, so it's 485-347-215-9485. just going to say that, and then we'll, we'll see where we go with this. We'll see what, what comes up. But first, let's get into these six steps, these five steps. So the first thing you want to do when you want to uh, move forward from one of these comfort zones is to choose which zone. Okay, you want to look at whether um, which one you want to sort of tackle first. I would highly suggest that you do not try to tackle a whole lot of them at the same time. One of the keys, and this is the second thing to do, is to evaluate how it's been serving you. So if you are, let's say, obsessed with a ex-boyfriend or, you know, a love interest. But you really, if you look at it, patient with a love interest that's just not going to go anywhere and you're just preoccupied with the past, might be masking your true fears about your finances. So every time you think about your finances, it gets so overwhelming that you start thinking about the guy, right? You start thinking, oh, um, you know, if he only loved me, or why wouldn't he, why, you know, is he with somebody else? Or And so it's a deflector, Right? And a lot of us live with a lot of deflectors. But here's the thing. You have to evaluate what your comfort zone is protecting you from. Because if you don't do that, when you try to release it, you will cling back onto it. It's just like saying, you know, when somebody's overeating all the time, you know, they say, just stop eating, just stop eating. That food is masking something, right? And in order to change the habit, you need to replace it with a better protector. So the person is perceived, like I know, um, I used to love chai tea, right? I, 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 one of my cats is named Chai Latte, okay? And loved it, loved it, loved it. But my body didn't love it. And I finally said, you know what? I got to I gotta stop. I can't drink these things every day. I have, to, I have to give it up. So I told myself, but, you know, I started to panic because like I tell my friend today, they're like elixir. I mean, everybody looks happier and nicer after I've had a chai tea. You know, I was a much better human being after having a chai tea. And so, but I knew that my body just didn't like the dairy, didn't like the sugar, and the blah, 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 blah. And so I said, okay, that's it. I got to go off of these. And so what I did was, I said, you can have anything else you want. I don't care, a piece of chocolate cake, bacon, whatever. You can have anything else you want, just not the chai tea. Right? And so for three days, I knew that if I stayed off the chai tea for three days and I gave myself freedom in every other area, the chai tea could go away. And it did. And I haven't had a chai tea in you know, a year and a half. The 
the point is that when you're going to break to a comfort zone, it's important to have a replacement. It's not all, life isn't all about punishing yourself, right? It's about replacing those things so that you can have forward progression, okay? Like when I start uh, exercising and a diet, what I do now, I think I've mentioned on the show before, maybe I, I talk so much to so many people, who knows who I've, where I've t- said it before, but I'm going to say it for the, the sake of this conversation. What I do now, instead of just throwing myself into, you know, hardcore exercise, if I've, I've been like, you know, sedentary, like I've been writing books and all that, so you kind of get really behind. I went for massage first, three massages first, before I started heavy-duty exercising, even walking on the beach and stuff, because my body needed a transition. It needed to be nurtured before it was expected to accelerate forward. Literally giving my body a signal. We're going into a different zone now. We're going into an active physical active phase now. So we need to, you know, kind of get all the kinks out, give yourself that range of motion, et cetera, et cetera. And it was a much easier way to start. The same thing with a diet. Instead of going hardcore to no carbs or hardcore to no gluten, whatever, what I do now is I take three days to ease into it. So your your psyche is not feeling like it's being attacked. That's how you get out of a comfort zone, okay, is that you start to find, evaluate how it's been serving you, and then, you know, you know it's been masking something, protecting something, you, then you replace that first. You give yourself an option, easier to let go because there's not the fear of, okay, if I let this go, I'm going to be throwing myself to the wolves, okay? Um The third thing to do with the comfort zone, bringing food for comfort zone, out of your comfort zone, is to identify the biggest benefit you'll get by breaking through. That's really important. The biggest benefit you'll get by by breaking through. Because, and then you want to ask yourself, what will my life be like in five years if I don't do this? If I stay exactly as I am now, what will things be like in five years? Every day that you don't do something, there's never ever ever any real treading of water. Either you're getting worse, Tony Robbins says it, either you're getting worse or you're getting better. People say, well, I'm just kind of treading water. No, actually, every day that you don't exercise, you're losing muscle mass. You know, every day that you don't dance, you're losing your technique. You're losing your condition. Every day that you do dance, you're moving yourself forward in some way. You know, so... If you're treading water, it's not like you're staying the same. So if you have to look at this comfort zone and say, okay, if I stay the same, what will my life look like in five years if I don't choose to move out of this? And what would my life look like if I do? What's the biggest benefit that you'll get by breaking through? Then the next question you want to ask is, what am I most afraid of that if I change it would change everything? That when you do these two, these little combination of questions for yourself, it really helps you to pull out which things. So that question is helping you to prioritize. So you might come up with 10 things comfort zone, right? But you want to know what's going to give you the most bang for your buck, okay? Some people think, in personal development, people say, oh, just take one step. This is my fifth point. Oh, just take one step. One step doesn't get you anywhere. Okay, most of us are pretty good at taking one step. What I say is take three steps. 
take three legitimate steps. Stop at one. Take at least three. Personally, I'd like you to take ten, but it will go easy. Three steps. You have to at least get to the middle. I don't like this advice. I have a, you know, I was going to write this, another book. It's called Finish. And it's like, you got to finish things to have success. Everybody says, oh, it's all, you know, it's all how you start. It's all how you start. Oh, you just need to take the first step. That, uh, no. You need way more than one step, okay? <laughs> you need way more than one step. You take the three steps, first three steps, and you start to get a little traction. You start to say, hey, you know, wait, I, you know, I'm, I'm starting to move forward. You know, if you take ten steps, you actually start to see a result. You know, you start to see some sort of result, which is nice. So you're starting that diet and you stay on it, you know, three days. What what that does is it changes your physiology because your body literally starts to wean off the thing, right? It starts to detox. It's detoxing. You get through five to seven days and you get on the other side of your body starts to get energy because you're changing neurology. You're changing what your body, you know, every time you eat certain foods, your body excretes certain hormones and then it starts to crave that, right? So when you're making a change, of course, your body's going to still crave those hormones. Even if they weren't good for you, they're still going to crave that certain combination of things because you've taught it to. Once you start to make a change, if you stick, it, first you'll feel a withdrawal, but then all of a sudden your body hits a different shift. You've shifted the gears. Now it's craving the healthy stuff. You know, and if you've ever stayed off a of sugar for any length of time and then you go back and you try sugar, let's say Thanksgiving or something, you're like, oh my goodness, whoa, I feel horrible. This is so oh, how did I do this? How did I do this? Because you've trained, you've retrained it into a new comfort zone, a healthy one, right? So you want to take three steps at least to get started. Three steps, not one, three. Keep your eye on the prize. Keep in your mind what is it, what's the payoff, and replace whatever it is with something better or something alternative so that you can let go of the current thing. And then finally, the the other thing I'll say is get support. You want to get support from others who have already made it to where you want to be. Okay? Going to your friends and family for these types of things, a lot of times people really enjoy you being in your comfort zone because it makes them feel comfortable to be in their comfort zone. Right? So when 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 you're getting out of your comfort zone, uh, a lot of times people try to pull you back down. So it's really important to surround yourself with other people who have already done it. You know, other people who have already succeeded, so it's a no-brainer to them. It's not a big, you know, you're not betraying them by changing, you know. You know, when you have food buddies and you're always going to happy hour and everything and somebody decides to go on a diet to kill joy, it's like, oh, you know, you don't want to go, you want to do something else and they want to still go to happy hour. Don't flip the apple cart, keep things the same. That's what happens with our close friends, right? So you want to make sure that you get out and you support others who have already made it where you want to be. Really, 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 really important. Okay, so that is it for content. I'm gonna, I see we do have a caller, so we're going to take her, and then we'll see how that goes from there. If you'd like to call in and ask a question, I don't know why you guys are being so shy tonight. No, this doesn't normally happen. The number is 347 Wait, <laughs> Sam just said we lost Liz too. Okay, so two one uh three four seven two one five nine four eight five. 
But we are going to go ahead and do a guided meditation for releasing your comfort zone because, okay, Sam, you could go ahead and start our music. And uh, hopefully I can hear it while I'm here. (laughs) There we go. Okay, so you can close your eyes, take a nice deep breath. And as you inhale, say, I am. And as you exhale, relax. And as you inhale, I am. And as you exhale, at peace. Continue to breathe deeply. Repeating those phrases over and over. I am. Relaxed. I am. At peace. And as you're breathing deeply, I just want you to feel a big circle of white light making a turn all the way around where you're sitting. It's creating a circle all the way around you and starting to illuminate light from the floor all the way up into the sky or into your ceiling. Nice column of white light. And then going all the way down into the earth. This is your manifestation circle. And whenever you're doing your visioning work, to surround yourself with a circle of white light provides protection and focus. And it's an invitation for your angel, the guide, to support you and to help you to clear and cleanse. The breathing deeply and just feeling that beautiful iridescent white light. Just feeling the energy of it. And as you are experiencing this, continue to breathe deeply just want you to think about the comfort zone that you would like to release. What's the comfort zone that you would like to break through? Just envision yourself flashing that up on a screen in front of you so your guides and angels can see what you're willing to commit to releasing at this time. Breathing deeply. And now that you have that in mind, I want you to think of what's the payoff? What is the thing that you would be doing if you did not have this comfort zone? What's the what's the ultimate reward for breaking through this? You want to flash that up on the screen. 
And as you're thinking about that ultimate reward that you desire, and you're looking at your screen, I want you to become part of the vision. So instead of looking at it in a movie form, I want you to step into the movie and participate. Maybe you're in an amazing shape and you look down at your thighs, you look down at your body and you feel light, you feel proud. What are you feeling when you're at that point? Perhaps you've broken through the comfort zone of having your own business. How does it feel to be successful in your own business? What are you actually doing? Get a scene of you Maybe it's sitting at your computer or standing in front of a crowd speaking and them cheering you on or whatever. Maybe you're creating a new product and you're, you're on QVC. Who knows? But become part of that scene. Really get the feeling and the emotion of doing it, of being there. And now, who's congratulating you about the scene? Who's congratulating you for that big success? I want you to pick a friend right now who says to you, OMG, you really, really got out of your comfort zone and you're so successful. It's absolutely amazing how successful you are you look amazing or your business is fantastic or I love your product or I read your book and it's fantastic or I watched the movie you produced, whatever whatever that is. Who's congratulating you? How do you feel? How do you feel? And now you have an angel come in. We'll call her your comfort zone angel. Angel specifically to help you with this. And you want to ask your angel what is the, the first three steps? What are the first three steps that I can take to move forward? What are the three most impactful things that I can do that will help me to easily release the old pattern of the comfort zone? Keep breathing deeply. You may not get all of them right now, but you will see them unfold over the next 48 hours or so. Pay attention to your dreams. You might have synchronicities come and help you. You may already know. And then you want to ask, can you please give me the courage to move forward? I love feeling this way. I love being congratulated for my success. 
I love letting all of the inertia leave. So now, your angel is taking and collecting everything that you've requested and sending you energy, standing across from you and sending you healing, encouraging, loving energy, filling in all of the holes that you might have been feeling, perceiving, just being fortified, strengthened, infused with power, courage. joy fortifying you to move forward. And as you look down at your hands in your chair, you see iridescent light all around you, all over you, as you've been blessed with this beautiful, fortifying, replenishing light. All different colors just raining down upon you, just raining waves of light, clearing your energy, giving you the courage, giving you the sense of joy and elation that helps you to move forward with total ease. Taking a nice deep breath. Breathing deeply, just taking it all in. And now you can become aware of your body. Just aware of your hands and your legs. Feeling your body again. Your feet. Go up from your feet. From up your body from your feet, just feeling awareness, moving your legs, moving your shoulders, your arms, maybe moving your neck a bit, coming back. And when you're ready, bring your eyes. Okay. So, that's one that you can do. I like to put these kinds of things on my iPod and I listen to guided meditations all the time because even though I could do it for myself, it's just nice to just let go and have somebody else guide through. Um, sometimes you might want to use just instrumental music, not even listen to my voice once you get used to this, and um, use instrumental music, soothing music, and just sort of go through your own visioning session on your own. The key pieces of this are to not focus on fixing yourself, but to focus on being state where you're already complete. Okay? The way to fix it, the way to get there is what's going to unfold. Those actual steps. Okay? That's what's going to unfold. Um, and, and it comes in very, uh, very, you know, randomly. Very randomly it will come in. So, you know, through other people, maybe you're on Facebook, you see a post about something that you're curious about, and then all of a sudden there it is, you know, this type of thing. And so 
but you let you really want to focus on those three pieces that I think are the most important is one is the circle. Okay. Um that always helps to to ground you and to make you feel comfortable so you can be vulnerable in the energy. Because sometimes when you go into these visions, if you don't do the circle, you can feel like kind of weird and stuff. Like, you know, this way it's just very much about bringing in, you know, light from the highest good, you know, light for the highest good of all concern and only from the highest of light beings. That's what I normally say in a, in a reading. And it's true. You want to just, you put the circle around you, it's a circle of protection. Very ancient uh, process. Um, and then the next thing that's really important is to see yourself and feel yourself already out of your comfort zone. What are you doing? And then that congratulatory conversation of your friend or coworker or whatever, you know, someone important to you, or even a stranger saying, wow, you look awesome, or, you you know, that's amazing accomplishment, or whatever that is, and how does that feel? Those three things, that's the things that are going to really bring this work to fruition. You know, yes, we have those other steps, but I don't want you to get too mental about it, Um the visioning work, just like when I was saying earlier, you know, I get three massages and then I go and start working out or I give myself three days. There's a power in the number three, by the way. Uh, I give myself three days to move fully into the full uh, diet. You see a lot of these diets now, they have a cleanse first and then they move into the actual dieting because people know that the cold turkey from one to the other, not only is it inhumane, but your body, your whole mindset can't adjust that fast. You know, it's it feels like assaulting. That's why people lose it. So, but that power of three, right? So you want to make sure that you give yourself um, some time to, you know, move into this. And if you focus on that end result, it becomes fun. Instead of trying to force yourself into all of these. And then you can start to ask, okay, so what steps can I take? And believe me, by the time you ask, so what steps can I take? The universe is already sending them because they love it when we get out of comfort zone. They're absolutely on board. So you don't have to worry about that. It's just really a matter of your willingness to do that. And the other thing you want to ask for too is is courage to, um, you know, and the best replacement, right? What's a soothing replacement for what this is? Okay? So I think um, we have come to the end of yet another AHA Moments radio show. If you'd like to be a part of our mentorship program, we do these. I customize these meditations for folks in the program as well um, as needed. So you're welcome to join me for that. Send in an application. You can get the application by writing to me at support at ahamomentsinc.com. And we will see you back here next week, same time, same place. And with the motto, which is, you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this new energy, anything is possible. Take care, everybody. Have a great night. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, Inc.com. Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash AHA Moments, Inc. And Twitter at twitter.com slash AHA Moments. We can't wait to see you there.
Tap in the 